turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I think next segment I'm going to talk a little bit about Dave Letterman. Dave Letterman and Mark Cuban both work for me, and I don't know why. As far as TV celebrities that you kind of go, eh, don't fall in love. They're not that smart. They're not going to help you. Blah, blah, blah. They got something to sell, some sort of shtick. Let me give you one little um, thought. Here was a Dave Letterman quote that I wrote down. And for the record, in high school, I called his show Long Distance at like $8 an hour. And I got to do an interview with Dave Letterman for 15 seconds that I turned into a school newspaper article in high school. That's how persistent I was. A couple of his quotes that he threw out at me was, just make sure if you fail, you did what you wanted to do. I love that. I'll talk about Dave probably in the next break or the break after that or the break after that. If what you've done is stupid, but it works, then it really wasn't stupid after all. I've modified some of those phrases to give, give me meaning in life or direction in life. Sometimes you take a pie in the face. Sometimes you're hip deep in pie. I love pie. Um, there is a sensibility that you have to overcome when it comes to investing a fear of losing. And I'll tell you what it hit an all-time high on Friday. Not like five Fridays ago, not like 500 Fridays ago. Like last Friday, the 16th, markets hit an all-time high. And yet some people are fearful of looking stupid. And I totally get it. But that's called life, in my opinion. Stocks are down today. And when stocks are down, are you happy or are you sad? I'm happy. I'm no longer 20. I'm no longer 30. I'm no longer 40, 45. And then I'm going to stop there because I'm a little ashamed of my age. Our society has a little bit of a shaming thing going on. Even though Harrison Ford exists for me as a role model of, eh, men got it a lot better than women do as far as aging goes. It's much easier to be a celebrity, a pseudo celebrity, um, as a male than as a female. Just as the acting parts go, just as the criticism goes. With that said, back to the stock market. Elon Musk is tweeting that autopilot had never been enabled in the Tesla crash. As scrutiny is dropping on Tesla, the stock's up today was down yesterday. European Soccer League has started a Super League, and it has thrown sports into a chaos. Essentially, the NFL is the National Football League in the United States, and it represents 50 states in theory, get together and play football. Soccer is the same thing. Italy has a soccer league. Europe has a soccer league, the premier soccer league. Germany's have a soccer league. Spain has one. Portugal has one. That's all kind of nationalized. And the best clubs from those five countries got together and said, let's start our own club. Let's start our own league. 
Well, then you start getting into antitrust rules and things that your country had set up to favor the businesses of the sports franchises. And some of the governments are pissed off. Like, no, this can't be happening. That one's going to be a fun one to watch. Investors are struggling to find a catalyst right now. We're in earnings season, and I feel there's a dip. Two days is not a dip. Two days is a blip. But I, I, I rather see down days and up days. I've got some cash that I want to invest that I've been sitting on for 30 days now, and it's pissing me off. I go on vacation for weeks. That week's gone. I can't invest while I'm doing that. Big tobacco is in the news today, and it's back in the news for reasons that you, you may find interesting. You could still invest in Imperial Brands, British American Tobacco, Japan Tobacco, Philip Morris International, Altria. And the White House is saying we could introduce some new regulations on nicotine levels in cigarettes, affecting how addictive the products are. Okay, now my, dad, my father passed away from cancer, and it was bad. The last couple of years of his life, he was like getting radiation and chemo, and he'd show me how futile it was by pulling his hair out. Couldn't say it out loud. He couldn't say, son, I love you. Just pull his hair out in front of me and show me like, this sucks. I have every reason to hate tobacco companies. And I don't really like necessarily the government getting involved in this as far as nicotine levels go. But you know what? I don't care. I'm not a smoker and I just don't care. And if you want to go, if the government says it's, it's addictive and we don't want teenagers on it, I'm good. It's good enough by me. I turn it some of, over my freedoms to the government and say, bah, I'm not wise enough to conquer this one. And th- that may be a flaw of mine. It's like I was talking to a CFP yesterday, and, he's, and we're talking about COVID and seminars and stuff like that. I said, yeah, I got the Johnson Johnson shot. And I said, it knocked me down for 36 hours. It really only knocked me down for about eight hours, but it was eight hours over 36 hours. <laughs> so it, it was brutal. Um, and he goes, oh, you got that one. That sucks to be you because it may, it may not actually work. I'm like, no, that's not how it works, you idiot. If it got out of the factory, it got out approved. Um, the fact that they've caught millions of doses that were going to be ineffective is genius. And it shows you how well the system works. But some people want to believe what they want to believe. He thinks the virus is a hoax. He thinks vaccinations are a hoax. I ask you, where would we be if we didn't have mumps and rubella? I ask you, where would we be if we didn't have measles and polio shots? A friend of mine, she's vaccinated her kid every single shot. And then it comes to the COVID and she's like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I'm like, you've already done every other shot. And you're just caught up in this media firestorm. And you, you're trying to have an opinion that you know little about as far as science goes. So I was talking to a friend and he was like, oh, you got the Johnson Johnson. Sorry for you, dude. I'm like, no, no, no. If it, if it got out of the factory, it's good. We, we do a really good job of monitoring the factory level. But again, some people are going to believe what they want to believe. United Airlines down 4% after they posted a loss of $7.50 a share. That's not really one that was expected for it to go down. We're like reflating, we're reopening, we're traveling. But it does show you, and this is a very, very big concern right now, a lot of stocks that are coming out with great numbers are getting punished. It shows you that a lot of the recovery is already baked in. And we're really just starting this earnings season, and we're seeing negative reactions to great results. 
So as Apple, as Microsoft, as other big boys step to the plate to report earnings, I'm a little bit nervous. In the world of technology investing, in the last five years, a loser has been Oracle. Guess what's been a big winner in the last three months? Oracle. Guess what's been a big loser in the last three months? Anything that was a big winner over the last five years? Salesforce, Apple, Microsoft, Google, kind of going sideways. Not necessarily a loser, sideways. But United Airlines is weaker today. Nike got downgraded to neutral from buy. I've owned Nike stock for 15 plus years. I stopped looking at the upgrades and downgrades of Nike on a headline level 15 years ago because I decided I'm going to buy a company that makes shoes that are 120 bucks, $200 a pair. They've got Michael Jordan. They've got not a monopoly, but in the world of shoes, you tend to like get a brand and you stay with it. You, you, you can only think of like three brands when you really start thinking about it. Um, so sometimes my advice might be buy great companies and that'll help you cut down on stress levels of babysitting them. Nike's one of them for me. I, I, I could care less about a downgrade. I'd like to buy Nike shares every year for the rest of my life. How's that for my recommendation on it? Shouldn't be your only stock, though. I'm Rob Black, talking about all things financial. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Why, hello there. Um, I took a couple days off last week, and when I do, I tend to turn my phone off and give it to my children and tell them to hide it from me. It's my way of unplugging, um, and I just beg them, don't forget where you hit it, <laughs> because it's powered off. I really enjoy that, but I also really enjoy getting up every day at 4 in the morning and, and digging in the news and trying to find stuff to help you understand where we're going. I see myself as a curator of some tech ideas in your head. Also, I see myself as a curator and how you can fund your retirement. I want to get you wealthy enough so you can make decisions that from age 60 to 100 or 60 to 80 or 60 to 75, whatever period of time you're supposed to be here, that, that you got the, the assets to afford it. If you're one that wants to sit on the beach in Hawaii in your last 120 days, I'm for it. But you got to have the money for it which sucks. One of the stories that I've come across that I find wildly fascinating is Amazon.com. Nope, Amazon, right? Here's a company that was launched as a bookstore in 1994. They branched into a number of industries. They operate in cloud computing, Amazon Web Services. They are in music streaming, video streaming. I saw that the price tag of their Lord of the Rings prequel. Who knew that there was a prequel? In Tolkien, most people didn't know that. And it's going to be the most expensive TV series ever greenlit and brought to series. So they start, and it is going to be epic. If you thought Game of Thrones was epic 10 years ago when it came out, this is going to be 10 times the budget of Game of Thrones. Crazy. So do you think of Amazon as Lord of the Rings? Or do you think of them as 
the company with the vans coming down the street that used to be the UPS trucks, but now they're Amazon Smile vans, which some of the employees really, really hate because they're so technology heavy. They got cameras all over them. Let's say you have a bad thing for picking your butt when you're driving. Amazon's going to say that's disgusting and fire you because they're going to see Big Brother is watching. But Amazon's into music streaming, video streaming, gaming, grocery shopping, uh, cashless stores. And get this. Well, we know they're getting ready to launch healthcare for all their employees with telemedicine. And they ex expect to expand that to other Americans where a nurse will come to your house and give you shots. I love that idea. Um, I don't like going to hospitals. My dad died in a hospital. And every time I go to a hospital, I feel like, geez, this is where my dad died. The cold, sterile hallways. Mind-numbingly empty. No, thank you. But Amazon's getting into business that we have to applaud. They're planning to open its first ever hair salon. Okay, I'm going to let that sit for just a second. Amazon's opening a hair salon. Yeah. We, we get the health care for their employees and roll it out to other people. Um, health care is a big cost to a business. We get the grocery shopping, video streaming, gaming, music, television shows. We get the cloud computing. We get that there are a lot of things. But hair salon? Me grog. Me go hunting. Cut hair so I could see monkey. I know you're saying, you're hunting monkeys? That's gross, Rob. I cut hair so Grog could see donkey. Is that Mongo? Did Mongo make an appearance? Yes, I heard Mongo come in. Um, so they're going to open the, a hair salon in London. Now, here's the rub. And I'm going to give you a phrase that, that's going to freak you out. But let me give you the rub first. It's going to be a five-minute walk from Amazon's UK headquarters that houses about 5,000 employees. So the employees will be using it. And then in the coming weeks, Amazon is going to let the average public make bookings by email or visiting the salon or calling. Sounds like a salon, right? Where does Amazon's magic come in? Remember Ron Johnson who invented the Apple store for Apple? And he went off to try to save J.C. Petty's and he said, let's give free haircuts on Saturday so moms will bring their kids in put the kids in a chair, they'll get a free haircut while mom's shopping. Genius, right? Okay. So the hair salon somewhere where we're captive. You sit for an hour. And you go, chop, 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 chop. Chop, 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 chop. And I fall asleep because I find it very, and this is way too much information, I find it very sexy and erotic to have my head touched. I don't care if it's man or a woman, it just, it relaxes the hell out of me. Um, just like taking a little vacation with my kids, right? So here's, they have you for an hour, and this is where it becomes Amazon. Um, first and foremost, the coronavirus has hit London differently than it's probably hit you. They, they've had extended lockdowns, and people haven't been able to get haircuts. So if, like you see English actresses, they look, they look mangly. Um, Boris Johnson, he always looks mangly, but he looks double mangly. So they haven't been able to get haircuts. So Amazon's doing a pop-up idea. They don't have to keep the salon forever. But maybe they will. One of the things they're talking about is augmented reality technology where you'll be able to test what you're going to look like with different colored hair. Very big thing in Europe. They are not shy about uh, throwing color on their head. 
they're going to offer every customer who sits in that chair for an hour a point and learn technology that allows customers to point to a product in the slot and view information on display of the Fire tablet. What they're also putting in your hands, which is, happens not to be an Apple iPad, but an Amazon Fire tablet. So three touches right there. Augmented reality, which tells you they're getting into augmented reality. Hair color is a natural start. The point and learn system, they want you to be able to shop with your, your phone or shop with a tablet. And in a hair salon, it's not just going to be the, the pomades and the shampoos. In a salon, they're going to have artwork and other things that you can buy. Right? Then they're putting the tablet in your hand. So this gives Amazon a chance to do real-world testing with you, their customer, and to make a bond with you. I'm going to get my hair cut with Amazon. Maybe it'll be free. But they're also going, or not free, maybe it'll be $10 versus $100. Or maybe if I buy $100 of Prime, or maybe if I buy $100 of Good, I get 20% off. Or maybe if I have Prime, I get 20% off. So here's the phrase that's going to blow your mind today. I wrote this down last night when I saw this hair salon angle. And it, to this moment, it still stuns me about what I'm about to say. First and foremost, my spouse goes inside an Amazon Fresh grocery store in San Francisco, right next to the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. And she walks out and it, it automatically scans and pays and ties it to her Prime account, uh, her, her Amazon account. Love the concept of cashless, touchless, no cash register shopping. But here's my thought on Amazon. And this still blows me out that I, I wrote this down. I'm beginning to believe there's no business Amazon will not enter. Ten years ago, if I said haircuts, I would have laughed at myself. But honestly, after last night, I'm like, it makes total sense. Making that bond with a customer while they're captivated for an hour, I'm beginning to believe there's no business Amazon will not enter. That one's haunting. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So Sony is the fastest, best-selling game console ever, the PlayStation 5. It's interesting to note that in the month of March, Nintendo passed it for the Switch both in units and dollars. But in the last six months, PlayStation is beating Microsoft pretty handily as far as units sold and dollars for units collected. Um, I bring that up because the video game industry is an area where we spend a lot of money. Just like um, we spend a lot of eyeball time in video games, but we also spend a lot of eyeball time in YouTube. How much eyeball time do we have left over for old eyeball time players like ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox versus new eyeball time like Netflix and Stranger Things? This isn't that complicated, and people make it wildly complicated. PlayStation's been selling since 1994. In my mind, that's 20, almost 30 years. Let's say almost 30 years, and let's just say it's legit. Uh, Bitcoin has been around easily eight years, but I think it's kind of become a little more legit in the last two or three. In 18 years from now, we're going to go, man, Bitcoin's turning 25. 
Um, it'll be a lot more legit in, in 18 years, but that road to get there will be bumpy. If you take a look at companies like Activision, Take-Two, and Electronic Arts, if you could have bought them 25 years ago, it was a steal. But 25 years ago, when the Sony PlayStation X, or the, yeah, that's what it was called, uh, first debuted, no one had the courage in it because it was all about kids. And the kids grew up and kept playing. And right now, Bitcoin is all about, I, if you were to believe the media, it's all about drug dealers. But we're starting by non-fungible tokens. We're starting by artwork with Bitcoin. And, and Coinbase is a legit transaction network for Bitcoin. Those fees are getting compressed. People are looking at Coinbase going, hmm, I wonder if I should buy some. I think in 15, 20, 25 years, it'll be a lot, by, lot, lot like buying Google 15 years ago. It always looks expensive. Do I own any shares of Coinbase? I do not. Um, how hard would it be to talk me into it? Not hard, but it would also be the craziest, wackadoodlest, insanest, um, nut jobbiest stock I would own. Johnson Johnson reported $100 million quarterly sales in its COVID vaccine, and people are like, aha! Gotcha! That must be where, you know, the, well, shall we say, conspiracy theories are, are playing into it. Johnson Johnson had a crazy quarter. Uh, but before I go to Johnson and Johnson's crazy quarter, and when I talk about that, like, they make Neutrogena. They make uh, No More Tears shampoo. Johnson Johnson is pretty heavily into stuff that we use on a daily basis that we don't necessarily think we use on a daily basis as far as the company goes. Um, I, I tease some Dave Letterman quotes, and I want to get to, through a couple of them because I, I do believe as much as picking the right stock, as much as picking the right allocations, that you should have some quotes that guide you. Not necessarily memes per se, um, but it really, really helps if you have thoughts in your head that you can look at, that you can write down. Writing it makes it true. I like down days in the stock market. So when there's a down day and it's getting blisteringly sold off and you're like, oh, I can't take this. I'm going to vomit. You look at your little writing and you say, I like down days. As long as you're a buyer, you like down days. Because if you're a seller, you want up days, right? So Dave Letterman once said, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Totally agree with that. He once said there is no off position on the genius switch. I totally agree with that. Just for the record, I don't think I'm a genius. I think I'm hardworking. I think Elon Musk is a genius. I, I come up with an idea like let's drill a hole in the ground and send tubes through vacuum sealed suction that is kind of like that old technology that they used to have in mail rooms. And I, I turn off the switch right there. I think I'm Jeff Bezos starting a hair salon. I would never have come up with that idea. But he did. I once went to a hair salon that when I sat down, they're like, do you want a glass of champagne? I'm like, sure. Because it was free, but the haircut was $100. So I, I kind of knew that Amazon could do that, but I didn't know they could do it until they did it. That's genius. This is one of my favorite quotes by David Letterman, and I think it works with the stock market beautifully, even though it's not about the stock market. Next in importance to having a good aim is to recognize when to pull the trigger. Totally agree with that one. Everyone's leaving the Bay Area right now. 
I told my sugar booger three years ago, we should leave the Bay Area. She can't pull the trigger. I can. Now she wants to go. And I'm like, eh. you could have had the kids in a school system at a lot younger age. But she couldn't pull the trigger. Indecisiveness is very, very costly in business investments. Next thought, way too much coffee. This is a Dave Letterman thought. Way too much coffee. But if it weren't for coffee, I'd have no identifiable personality whatsoever. I kind of agree with that one, too. The beauty about doing a show at four in the morning is I used to do it at 10 at night on the East Coast because it was a West Coast show. So I was on from seven, I was on from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. West Coast. So that, do that East Coast time. I was on from seven to 10, but I still had to get up at six to work New York Stock Exchange time. So I was basically working a 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. show a day. And during that period of time, I over caffeinated for the radio. And I learned to talk really quickly and people thought I was just smart and like, you have to pay attention to every word this guy says because he talks so fast. It was just, I was over caffeinated. Dave Letterman quote, my greatest fear in life is being dull. You can be great. You can be awful. Just don't be dull. I'm with that. On love, he says, you can't start it like a car. You can't stop it with a gun. That's some of the, to me, I translate that into investing of, there's some things that won't make sense. You're not going to be able to stop it. It could be legislation from our Congress. It could be inflation of how much money is going to the system. I find more people send me emails that say something like, I'm afraid of the stock market. I'm afraid that we've gone too far too fast. I'm afraid that we're printing money too much and we're creating too much debt. And all I could say is you can't start it like a car. You can't stop it with a gun. Like, just go with it on some levels. If it fails, it's going to fail for a lot of people. It hasn't failed in 100 years. And when it does, it recovers. I don't know if that's good advice or bad advice, but it, it you should have ideas in your head that you could translate into the investment world for yourself. Um. One that has nothing to do with investing. I found that the only thing that does bring you happiness is doing something good for somebody who is incapable of doing it for themselves. I don't think it has anything to do with investing because I'm not generation. I'm not a millennial. But millennials today are willing to invest in companies like Warby Parker, who's like, you buy a pair of glasses, we'll give a pair of glasses to a poor kid in Africa. And I think that's great. Doing good for other people with your dollars, I think, makes a ton of sense. But my generation, no. We were in the generation that, is it okay if we throw a plastic bottle on the ground? And then a couple of years later, like, no! Literally, was kind of okay growing up, and then it turned into a, no! And now you're saying, where did you grow up? I didn't have a lot of parenting growing up. Um... I like this quote. Life experience is the best teacher. It's a Dave Letterman quote, and it talks about how he worked at NBC as a weatherman. He was a stand-up comedian. And it takes 50, 60 years to look back and go, I wish I would have invested more. I wish I would have you know, married less. I wish I would have spent less on cars. Did I really need a 2,500-square-foot house that had a hot tub that I used 10 times? Life experience is the best teacher. Um, 
I try not to be a jerk. I really, really try not to be a jerk. The worst tempered people I've ever met were those who knew that they were goners and they were being jerks. They knew that they weren't keeping up. So they, they hid behind a defense mechanism of insult others. Tear down what you can't have. Just be cognizant of that in the investment world. There's me some doubters. And again, the one that comes to my mind immediately is video games. My dad was a jerk. He hated that I played video games. I'll tell you what, I've made millions of dollars playing video games. Not playing them, but understanding them. My dad had me fix his computers late in life. That ability to play video games and getting hooked up to a TV and getting everything to work properly led to me be able to fix computers, led me to be able to understand what Cisco Systems was doing and how important it was going to be in Intel and NVIDIA. Pretending to be courageous is just as good as the real thing. Fake it till you make it. Totally agree with that statement, too. Um, I think Dave Letterman's got some good quotes that do apply to investing, but you got to search for that meaning. And I know you're saying, ah, he's more of a Leno guy. I find Leno the worst. He was the worst of the worst because I just don't think he was funny, witty, clever, practical. Oh, oh, you know that little guy uh, on the corner? Mr. Potato Head? I just didn't find it. It didn't work for me. But anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I'm even diving into some Dave Letterman and how to invest quotations because I need you to have that in your head. What do you believe in? I can write down 40 things that are 45-word sentences about investing. Can you write 10? Try. I like down markets. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thank you for listening to the show. It is wildly appreciated. Um, hopefully, I'll give you some ideas. Some shows are better than others. I'm sorry about that. That's just the way it goes. Uh, some shows, I'm always trying to come up with an idea or two that really leaves you going, okay, I got it. For instance, Nike shares down today. Citigroup downgraded the stock to neutral from buy. I bought shares of Nike last year, the year before, the year before, the year before. I've been buying it for 15 years. I'm fine with Nike as a company. Sometimes you invest in great companies. Sometimes you want to get a little bit more. What's the price that I'm paying? And when does it become too expensive and too, too cheap? But for the average person out there, I'd rather you buy the S&P 500. I'd rather you be in indexes. And then when you do add names, add names like Visa, a stock that's been around since you were a kid. Add names like Nike, a stock that's been around since you've been a kid. That's how I did it. They didn't go out of business. Biggest fear most people have when they invest in stocks is like, what happens if they go to zero? Again, you need to consult a broker advisor for taking any actions, but you get the idea. Lululemon is testing a resale program where shoppers can sell and buy used items. Okay, here's what my thoughts are on Lululemon. I love the athleisure trend. I love that people 20 to 35, I can go to the city. I can watch them walk around. They look good walking around in workout clothes that look stylish. Lululemon, thank you for that. 
Then they got into some trouble where their yoga pants were see-through. Part of me wants to say thank you, but that sounds a little pervy. So the other part of me is like, yeah, that might have been a buying opportunity. Because we're still, once they get the sheerness fixed, they'll figure out their next product not to get into that hot water. If they have good management. And that's where you start doing a little bit more homework, right? But here's one where I'm going to have to ask the girlfriend. Now, I'm not involved in a situation where my partner works out a lot. She's not a style nista. She's not wearing Lululemon. So I can't ask her, but if I saw someone who was really, really fashionable, I might ask them. And I try not to sound creepy and perfect. Like, hey, I see you're wearing Lululemon. That's very stylish. Would you ever buy or would you ever sell your clothes and get new ones? Would you ever do a resale? Like, would you ever buy used? Or is that too weird to wear other people's clothing? Because to me it is, but I'm the wrong generation. I'm also not the athleisure type. So sometimes it, it makes sense to go ask for help. Again, like Nike gets downgraded. I don't care. I've owned it for 15 years on and off. Well, not on and off. I've owned it for 15 years, and I hope to buy it every year until the day I die. I won't, but that's the idea. Because all the work requires are taking action on things. Talks every on show. Um, Lululemon's not there. I look at Nike as rock, scissors, paper wins over Lululemon, but I like Lululemon. So maybe I own both, and maybe I say, I see clothing as an investable asset. Do I want to go with Banana Republic? Nope. Do I want to go with Gap Kids? Eh, maybe. I, I see the, the joint. I, I see the thing there. Uh, do I want to go with a, a big discounter? Or do I want to go with the overpriced workout clothes? And I think I just answered my thought for you. Hold on, guys. Sneeze. Oh, this is killing me. I can't wait till it rains to get the pollen out of the air. Spring, go away. Xerox is in the news today. The company posted mixed earnings results. You know what's amazing about this is in the last 90 days, Xerox was able to do $1.7 billion of business. And did anyone even think Xerox is a thing anymore? Didn't uh, brother printers kind of put them out of business? Maybe. Hewlett-Packard printers are better. One of the stories I'm going to watch closely, publicly traded company is Manchester United. You can go out and buy shares of Manchester United, M-A-N-U. That's kind of cool. I don't think it's as good of an investment as buying shares of Microsoft or Apple, but if you had a soccer player, you could buy him shares of Manchester United. Anyway, what's happening there today is big in the news. Juventus, you could also buy. So if you have an Italian-American in your family who loves Italy and wears the Italy flag on their clothes on a regular basis, which Lululemon doesn't sell, nor does eh, Nike does sell some, some country-specific clothing. Um, but Juventus, their shares are down 9%. Following news that the club would join a prospective breakaway European Super League of top clubs, backlash from fans and politicians against the new league continued today. This is funny. Some of the best world soccer clubs have gotten together and said, eh, let's break off and become even more exclusive. So the English Premier League, which sports 20 teams in the Premier League, and then there's smaller leagues under it that can kind of play into the Premier League. And there's even smaller clubs under that that can play into the second level. The second level could play into the first level. 
it's kind of a cool system if you ever look at how soccer works. Because it'd be almost like, um, what's the worst football franchise right now? The New York Jets. If they stink for 10 years, five years in a row, they get kicked out of the NFL and they go to the second tier. Let's call it the USFL. And the top team in the USFL gets promoted to the NFL. Anyway, English soccer is in the news today. You can buy shares of Manchester United. You can buy shares of Juventus. Um, White House is talking about potentially regulating nicotine in cigarettes. Not as big of a story as attorney generals suing the tobacco companies and getting billions and billions and billions of dollars in state revenue. That was a 20-year-old story. But it's still a kind of a big story because I think we kind of all know that British American Tobacco, Philip Morris, Altria, Japan Tobacco, they make a addictive product. And the government's saying, let's make it a little less addictive. That could hurt sales. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.